On today's show, a lot of heartburn over the proposed food tax increase. And the question, censure over impeachment. Representative Ben McAdams is on the censure train. Tune in Monday through Thursday, 9 to 11 for Dave and Dijanovic. I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome to Innovation and Leadership. I'm Jess Larson. Today on the show, we've got Danny Israelis. I, I can generally I can say that the whole process is kind of like uh, entering a jungle, knowing that you want to come out the other side sometime, but you're not sure what you're going to see on the way and what you're going to learn on the way. Danny, thanks for making time. No problem. My pleasure. So uh, for people who, who don't know about your robot, can you tell us about the company and the robot? Sure. So um, I, uh, I'm i uh, head of the U.S. branch for a company called Teamy, the personal robot. Uh, Teamy is the world's first personal robot that actually does work. Uh, more than that, it has actual usability for the user. It's much more than a toy or a uh, um, novelty. And we're also very proud that it is actually uh, affordable at a consumer level, at a family level. So we we are hoping that Teamy will be the trailblazer of home robotics, of personal robotics, and will open a whole new market and a whole new uh, way to consume technology. So a bit about uh, what Teamy is and what it does. So uh, to explain it very, very simply, uh, it, it's built on a couple layers. The first one would be a smart display, so like a smart speaker with a QHD or 4K display. Um, so you can ask questions uh, from the internet. You can consume uh, videos and all your entertainment. Um, you can uh, uh, use uh, educational apps, etc. But this uh, smart screen is placed upon uh, a body, a uh, well-designed uh, uh, body, which is uh, about a height of a 10-year-old kid. Um, and and it has built in a whole Harman Kardon design sound system. So when you consume the internet, when you consume uh, uh, entertainment, you can actually enjoy it in high quality. And the third layer on top of it is full autonomous navigation. So Teamy has uh, a computer dedicated to autonomous navigation. The second you turn Teamy on, it starts mapping its surroundings, whether it be your uh, home or your office. And you can, from from that moment on, you can, you know, just teach Teamy very easily uh, all sorts of locations in your home and office. So you can say, hey, Teamy, this is the living room. This is the kitchen. This is the bedroom. And from that moment on, when you preset these locations, you can send Teamy over to different locations. What does it give you? So first of all, um, if you're next to Timmy, you can tap a button on top of his head. One tap, Timmy locks on your body and face and starts walking around with you. So all your technology, all the devices that you currently use, uh, 
walk around in one piece with you around the house and it comes much more uh, uh, much more of a thing when you're on a video call so you don't have to hold a phone or aim an iPad at your face or at your children's face you put it in follow mode and whatever you do team will track your face and body and will keep you at the center of the frame if I'm away then I can use Teamy uh, to spend time with my distant employees or with my uh, family when I'm traveling. So let's say I, I'm traveling to Hong Kong and I, uh, my, my kid uh, wants me to read him a bedtime story. So I can hop into my robot in my apartment in Manhattan, press Bobby's room. I don't have to joystick the robot around. Timmy sees all its surrounding he, surroundings. He knows if there's a sock on the floor or if I pulled out a chair. And he will know to drive to my kid's room no matter what changed in the environment. So that way I can very easily spend more time with my, uh, with my family, with my loved ones. I can have uh, my mother hop into the robot from 6,000 miles away and spend time with her grandchildren without, without any uh, uh, middleman holding a device she can just be with us so this is uh, what we we see as the most exciting uh, feature of this robot reconnecting uh, families reconnecting uh, business partners um, so giving everybody the feeling that they're a bit closer together and um, you know I'd encourage anybody who hasn't seen this thing to just go to robottimi.com it's t-e-m-i uh, the videos are super well produced, by the way. Great job on those. Thank you. Um, so uh, just my own technical question. H how wide is that? How deep is it? And then how big are the wheels on the bottom of that? Kind of the column that holds the uh, the screen on there. Hmm. About. Um, it's about a foot wide, maybe? Yeah, so unfortunately, unfortunately, my uh, my uh, uh, measures are in the metric system. That's and okay. I'm Canadian. Need... I can translate. Oh, okay, okay. So, so I'd say it's about uh, the exact dimensions are on robotimi.com, but I say it's about a meter high, and it's wide, uh, pretty much like uh, the base of it uh, is about uh, thirty centimeters or yeah. twenty-five centimeters wide. Okay. Um, so it, it's built to be uh, not not intimidating, not space-consuming and beautiful in your living room. So, so you know, you'd kind of like it to be in your home. Yeah, so about a foot wide, a little over three feet tall. Um, so, yeah. uh, you know, the show here, Innovation and Leadership, uh, you and I had a great talk uh, before the interview about some of the ideas here. Um, but I want to start with innovation because um, you had been in marketing for the company over in Tel Aviv before opening up and becoming the head of, of the U.S. company. Is that correct? Yes. Can you talk about the approach to innovation? I mean, you guys have obviously accomplished something that a lot of folks in the robot world would like to, and you actually got there. Can you talk about maybe how you guys do innovation different, that it actually came to fruition? Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, I was fortunate enough to be in the company and, uh, and beside the company from, from day one. Uh, from the first uh, first concept of Teamy, um, so I, I can generally I can say that the whole process is kind of like uh, entering a jungle, knowing that you want to come out the other side sometime, but you're not sure what you're going to see on the way and what you're going to learn on the way. 
And so every day you come to the to the office and it's just new surprises and new ideas. So originally, uh, about seven years ago, before the company even started, uh, Yossi, the founder of the company, Yossi Wolf, um, showed me a, a walking stick with a, uh, a, a sticker which was supposed to symbolize a button. And he told me I was at my grandmother's a few days ago. She had uh, problems carrying uh, cups of tea and uh, all sorts of uh, small, uh, small accessories she walks around the house with. And I want to buy, build her an uh, assistive uh, robot. And that was the original, original idea. About three years ago, we, we started to actualize the company. We built the company and we, we started to develop the concept, which started again as an elderly assistant robot. But after, you know, uh, really a few discussions, we start saying, wait, but if I'm connected to the Internet, I can do this and this. And if it has wheels, I can do this and this. And if uh, I'm attaching a screen, we can enjoy this and this. So it's not for the elderly. It's it's for me. It's for you. And then we started developing a product for ourselves that we'd enjoy. And we very quickly understood that, first of all, it's a much, uh, much more, uh, it, it, it's more of a, of a simple pro process to know what you want and what you are lacking in your life, rather than saying, oh, you know, there's a population over there that needs, no, if you make something for yourself, you, the, the distance uh, for the answers is made much shorter because you ask yourself the questions. And it's, uh, I think there's something a bit more uh, 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 grounded about it uh, to make something that you will use, uh, that you think you will enjoy. Uh, again, because, uh, you know, no, nobody can tell you that, that you're wrong about it, because if this is what you want, then this is uh, what you, you create. Um, and as we started... Uh, as we started as a team, you know, asking ourselves, what do I want of this? Would I like this? What am I lacking? Then a lot of uh, new solutions and new ideas uh, came into mind and are still coming. We're just constantly improving the product every day. Yeah. So I'm thinking about things like, um, I believe you guys won the top innovator award for 2018 at the O'Reilly Artificial Intelligence Conference. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. When you think about, you know, obviously there's a ton of competition for an award like that. When you think about why it is you guys won, what would you attribute it to? Hmm. Um, I guess there's, there's, uh, I, I, I'd attribute it to two uh, main things, I, I think. First of all, the use of, uh, of AI, the the way we are using it, which is uh, which is in uh, two different uh, two different uh, uses. One is like uh, the the smart speaker, smart display, but the rev but that's not new. The revolutionary piece, which I think blows everybody's minds when they see Teamy, is the navigational piece. The fact that Teamy sees and understands where he is that is you know when i try to explain it i say it is as if timmy sees like a human being he sees nothing like a human being but we taught him and he's constantly learning 
how to understand all the data that he gets and and uh, analyze it and get a conclusion kind of like a human being. I can cross here. I can't cross through here. Maybe I should go through there. So Timmy as a robot has a whole process of, of thinking where it should go, how it should go. Uh, and that is something that has never done before and is ne- was never achieved before by any of the, the big tech companies. So so I think that's that's something that puts us very much in a in a innovation uh, uh, or an innovative uh, company. And the second thing that I think uh, that impresses uh, and and makes us uh, innovative is the fact that we made it uh, a, a reachable and affordable because. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the, the uh, Boston Dynamics uh, uh, robots, the, the videos that they make with Atlas and all sorts. But then, you know, it's I can't use it and I, I certainly can't buy a robot for one million dollars. So and if I would, then it would backflip. So so I, I think what we made special is we made we actualized and we made uh, it possible for anyone to own a robot and actually use it. So that's the second part of the innovation here. Um, actually, can you talk about that for a bit? Is the, has the price been released? Mm-hmm. So uh, we are going to sell Teamy. We're starting sales in, in 20 days on October 1st for 1,500 US dollars. And to achieve that price, there was a lot of uh, development and innovation in-house because, uh, as I mentioned before, we set a goal to make it affordable. Now we started to look at all the components and you look at the bump prices, the bill of materials, and uh, you, you look at an Excel sheet and you say, okay, uh, I want to build this and I want it to be affordable. It's not possible, just isn't possible. Why? Because some of the components here are too expensive. First one being the LiDAR, the 2D uh, mapping uh, 360 laser. So if you try to buy a LiDAR as a component off the internet, if you'd want to buy something that is reliable, you'd start at prices of $300, and that's just one component out of around 60 different components that build Teeny. So what we started doing is looking at these Excel sheets and uh, m- highlighting where our, uh, our uh, um, manufacturing uh, and uh, component problems are, where are the high prices which we have to deal with. And each of these components, we just researched and developed in-house something which we manufacture for a much lower price so we can make uh, the whole unit affordable. And we also, you know, since we already started developing them, then we said, okay, but the, the uses for the LiDAR on Timi aren't exactly like what you do with a Velodyne on top of a car. So, so we, we made all these components much more uh, specific for our uses in terms of laser ranges and... Uh, just for an example, you know, the, the, the LiDAR in Timi is based uh, on the bottom of it, and it has two kind of these small sidewalls. So it's it's a dead spot. So we, we flipped the LiDAR so 
we will cross the dead spots faster than a regular lighter. So we actually manufacture something for uh, for a lower price, but it's much better for our machine. Interesting. Well, talk about, um, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear, as you think about the innovation lessons that you guys have learned, um, any advice for the rest of us who want to help our teams become more innovative of, of uh, you know, not just the stuff that's in the books, but but what you guys have found with, with your own team? Um, I think, I think one, um, one thing that drives innovation the most is, is creating a workspace, which not only allows, but invites a brainstorm and, uh, you know, brainstorming, uh, is, uh, is a tricky process because, People feel, I think, very exposed sometimes when they share their thoughts or innovative ideas. When you when you come from a place of acceptance, first of all, rather than criticism, then the amount of ideas is much higher, and therefore you get much better ideas. Uh, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing, as I mentioned before, for innovation is try to try to um, solve problems that are close to you that you care about that interest you every day um, and uh, yeah I think that's the main things yeah you know it, it's interesting it sounds like such a simple thing to have a culture of acceptance instead of criticism um, yeah. but in reality and I know that People do things like, okay, while we're brainstorming, you know, for this part, nobody's allowed to say anything negative. We're going to hold all those for later. This is just the part where we get a million ideas down or something. But in general, you know, many of us have staff that have maybe been with the organization for a couple of decades and there's some, there's some uh, deep ruts, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, maybe they're not the most forward looking, but, but we got them as our staff. Um, and maybe we're at a bureaucracy where, you know, firing people isn't just an option. When you think about, um, just how critical that is of like making it the kind of place where people want to be, where people want to share because, you know, folks in the room hold back their knee jerk reaction of why that, you know, what hurdles might have to be overcome, right. Which typically shows up as criticism. You know, it's the, it's the Mm -hmm. easiest thing to spot on something that's new that hasn't been thought through, hasn't had the bugs worked out. The, the flaws are obvious to us. So if you think about, um, you know, advice for a leader or a manager who needs to help a team member become less critical, how would you help them like, you know, pave new ruts over old, you know, pave new roads over old ruts? So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've learned a great deal about that from my CEO, from, uh, from Yossi Wolf. Uh, there's a, we have a very uh, pretty, I think it's a pretty common saying uh, that we had printed in our uh, office in Tel Aviv, which says there are no problems, only solutions. And very quickly, when I started working with him, I'm uh, I was uh, I, I joked that my mom raised me to you know to open my eyes and work and and worry. Sorry. So so you know I I see always if somebody says hey let's do this I say yeah yeah but but on the way you'll get stuck with this and this and this and this and this and, this, and there's so many problems. 
So that's exactly what, what Yossi taught me. Let's, first of all, uh, you know, shoot forward to the, to the far vision, the long vision. Where do we want to uh, get to in the end? All these small hurdles in the way, we'll solve them one by one, you know? It's, it's, you just have to, to, to uh, set your goal. And then the hurdles become so small, you tackle them so easily. Just by you make a list and you start tackling them. So, uh, so uh, that's something that I learned very much from him, uh, and I share with my team a lot. You know, like when they start saying, "Oh, but we'll have it. never mind. We'll solve all these issues. It'll all be fine." Um, and you were asking before about um, uh, staff members which have been with company for a while and maybe are less open for new ideas etc so i think for that uh, with every uh person in your team every now and then you know it's 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 a, a manager's uh, job to to call call upon the person and together with him uh check uh how he's doing uh if he if he is still uh, feeling interest and passion in his position. And if not, uh, when a people holds years of experience within a company, I think uh, he, he develops so many abilities that you can always, you know, together with him, with, uh, with the collaborative, collaborative thinking, uh, maybe shift his responsibilities a bit, put him on different projects, let him look at the, at the whole uh, company from a different angle, see where he can co contribute in a different way to refresh in his uh, experience within the workspace. You know, it sounds simple, but I think there's a lot of us who don't do that. You know, we, we maybe just sit there frustrated or we complain, but we don't take those actions. And, uh, and I think that's great advice. Well, I think this is a great spot to, to pause for, uh, the first half of the interview, everybody, please tune back in. We're going to be asking Danny some more questions about uh, what they've created here. Thanks for making time, Danny. No problem. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.